This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Here's your host, Alex Nottingham. Hey everybody, welcome to our episode here. I'm Alex Nottingham, founder of Ulster Dental Academy. And our title or our topic today is going to be Convenience, Personalization, and Personal Care with Dr. Joseph Michelli. Joseph Michelli, PhD, is a certified customer experience professional, one of Global Guru's top three experts on customer service, the author of nine business books about companies like Starbucks, Zappos, Mercedes-Benz, and the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company. In addition to being a Wall Street Journal and New York Times number one best-selling author, Joseph helps leadership teams improve the experiences they provide for team members and customers. He also is an internationally sought-after keynote speaker on leadership and customer or patient experience. Please welcome Dr. Joseph Michelli. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you. And so tell us, just so a little background here. Uh, I, I gave the beautiful bio that, I mean, so impressive, your background. And and just a little background for those uh, who are like, well, how did you end up getting this, this great guy on your program? Well, many, many years ago, Heather fa- found you. It's not hard to find you. You wrote all of these great books. I mean, we've been reading it. Before even launching All-Star Dental Academy, we were inspired by your books on the Ritz-Carlton. Heather read that book. We got, I think, three of them. We kept ordering the books. I don't know why we have so many of them. But she kept reading those books and really inspired a lot of what we do with All-Star, your research. And we did a webinar many years ago. And now that you have a new book out, we, we kind of rekindled uh, that relationship. And I want to bring you back to dentistry because it's so applicable. Uh, that way we were talking about this in the green room earlier, that the relationship of customer service that the Fortune 500 are doing is applicable to dentistry. And you even said that they think they don't even go by them. They look at the others as well to bring that. So tell me about, and again, we could spend hours on this, but tell me about Airbnb, your newest project. Well, you know, first off, thank you for having me back and for those kind words and for buying enough books that helps my kids go to college. So I'm grateful (laughs) for all of that. Uh, you, You know, I think really at the end of the day, Airbnb is an interesting play because for all practical intents and purposes, just as people have to trust what's going to happen uh, inside of the context of the, you know, the dental exam room, uh, the same has to happen with trust of a stranger to allow you to stay in their place or trusting a guest stranger to stay in your home. There's a lot of issues associated with trust. And I think that Airbnb has done something that maybe brands like the Ritz-Carlton, which I wrote about a long time ago, uh, are continuing to try to evolve around. So if you think about Ritz-Carlton, they were doing an incredible job at elevated customer experiences. They were doing a wonderful job at greetings. They were doing a wonderful job at meeting needs and exceeding needs. They were doing a great job at saying thank you as people left the experience. I mean, it's such basics of service that sometimes we get so busy in the context of our day-to-day professional lives that we might do real well at the welcome, but then, you know, when the goodbye happens, it's kind of like you're out the door, I'm on to the next patient. Um, So I think the Ritz-Carlton did a great job with that. One of the things that they were missing on was how do we make this whole thing really convenient? And it's interesting because early on in the Ritz-Carlton, they used to believe that luxury meant you had to kind of do it slow. You kind of just savor it, right? That's part of 
of luxury. And I think that Airbnb really gets down to the notion that people today want convenience a lot more than they want almost anything else. And then if I choose beyond the convenience to engage with a human being, then I want the elevated personal care. So yeah, I guess the answer to your question is I really am fascinated that anything like Airbnb could actually work. Uh, and then having spent time with uh, the folks over there, I've really become very mesmerized by how much they obsess about making sure that convenience, personalization, and personal care all are happening on a regular basis. Now, Airbnb, from my understanding, that this is a, a platform that allows people to host through the through. It's almost like how I don't know Uber or a lot of these things are are. And you might be, I'm sure you might end up doing something on that too, is how this convenience, and speaking of convenience, just the other day I was at Publix and I kept like seeing all these Instacart people shopping because I've used it and I'm a big fan. I love it. It's so cool. I'm like you're an Instacart shopper. This is so neat. So with Bear, Airbnb, me or, or you, we can open our home to people or use a rental property, right? It, it's, it's Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's another interesting piece, right? Because they're reliant. This whole business model relies on a bunch of individuals who are not part of the brand. So, wow. you know, I've written about Starbucks and everybody who represents Starbucks in the U.S. is a Starbucks employee, with the exception of those in airports and supermarkets. But for all practical intents and purposes, you see a Starbucks on the street corner. That is an employee of Starbucks. It's managed at the store level. Uh, if I don't do a good job in it, my employment is contingent upon on my customer service. Um, but in Airbnb, there's none, none of those leashes. There's none of those control mechanisms that exist. So you have to use reputation management systems as one of the ways to make that happen, which is the way almost all of us are being judged today. You know, there was a time in history when, you know, you'd say to somebody, you're going to, we're going to have your customers rate you. And then we're going to put that out in public neon signs out there. Most of us would run to the hills thinking that's just not the way we were raised. Uh, but, but that is the way it is today. So in Airbnb's world, those reputation management systems really affect whether or not I would even see a listing. So if I'm a prospective right. guest and you have failed consistently at delivering against the objectives of the customer service, your listing through AI is pushed down in search. Uh, and it's just weighted differently. And I may never get to see your listing if you're incapable of delivering against brand standards in terms of service speed, convenience, cleanliness, safety, and all the other parameters that matter to them. What, what were your key findings? Because essentially I'm going to get to applying this to dentistry will be my, my next question. What were your key findings in researching Airbnb and coming up with the idea, now that you're talking, I'm seeing the convenience of personalization and personal care. What were your findings kind of going in? What, what kind of surprised you or whatever? Well, I, this kind of surprises me. Let's start with the fact that Airbnb started in 2007. Let's start with the assumption that there were two guys who graduated from design school. They were short on money in San Francisco. They needed to make rent and they decided to rent out a spare room. A roommate had left a spare room and put some air mattresses down. Uh, they knew a design conference was coming into town, that lodging was going to be short. And so they were able to book this room for $80 per air mattress per night during the conference. And they also gave untoasted Pop-Tarts for breakfast. That's pretty much the shtick, right? That's what they had in 2007. Now, fast forward just about a decade later, and the company's valued at $38 billion. Okay, <laughs> So kind of starting with this premise in 10 years, 
you could create such value. And, and that's a conservative estimate. It's based on their actual profitability. So you compare them to an Uber and other startups, these unicorns that are growing rapidly, throwing up big profit numbers. This is the only one of them that's in the black, right? So they are operating in the black, generating 3.8 billion dollars annually. They're doing a multiple on them of 10. Uh, and that multiple is probably a conservative multiple given their long-term growth potential. So suffice it to say, this is a $38 billion company. It'll probably go public either next year or the year after. And you know, this is a pretty remarkable story. So how do they do it? They do it by taking an age-old product, which is you know this, this concept of bordering others. It was a really big concept throughout history. Uh, and they translate it into ease convenience of creating a marketplace between those who are interested and those who are willing to rent or lease space in their homes or their vacation homes or whatever it might be. They do this with an obsession around how do we make this website experience easier, simpler, less complicated, fast loading. It is a laser focus on what else can we do today to make it more convenient for the customer? And the applicability mm -hmm. to every industry just sits there waiting for us. Like if that was our obsession. And then they add on to that like, okay, so all these people have all these properties. How do I make sure that I get it right for Alex, right? Like how do I get to know what he likes, wants, both in his stated preferences, maybe he, he clicks on a couple of boxes that filters some of the selections. So he's giving us a stated preference. But how do I also watch what he's bought in the past and where his ratings have gone favorable so that I can use AI and other technologies to make sure the next time he's given a vast array of options, they're personalized to his past preferences and his stated preferences. So those are two key elements of what they do. And then the final takeaway is how do we make sure that we greet you and welcome you and say, thank you, Alex, you are in the right place. You belong here. You belong on this website. You belong when you walked in the front door of this dental practice. You belong in the waiting area. You belong in the chair. You belong you know, out in the, the final discussions of payment. You are always in the right place for you. And so I think that's the three takeaways for me is they nailed that. And there's so much you can do to try to make a better experience. They just execute on the things that are high value and should be done. That's fascinating. You know, one of the things I think about as I look at these companies, especially utilizing your source material and, and coming to the analysis, I look at Starbucks, for example, and one thing that starts, you know, stands out is cross-training. Everybody's cross-trained. You can learn that and you can, you know, that's a, good takeaway among many others. Apple, it's that predictability of, of the experience. You have the Ritz-Carlton that you wrote, wrote about is, and I think I really liked how you explained it earlier, it's luxury over time, the experiencing over time. And our, our head instructor, who really is, is teaching on the, on the dental side of, of the patient experience, because I think we're, we're getting to the patient experience now, is patients want flawless performance. They want a seamless experience. Those are some of the, the terminology that we're using. And, and then I think about what you put forward again with the title, because you mentioned the title beforehand, and I'm like, okay, what are, you, what are you talking about? But you're right, convenience, personalization, personal care, and bringing that to dentistry. So can this be translated to dentistry? Can, so I'll start with the broader picture. Can the books that you wrote 
the based on Fortune 500 companies, can that apply to dentistry? And can the Airbnb model of personalization, convenience, and personal care be applied to dentistry? And how so? Well, I got I to gotta tell you, I'm almost surprised at how some of these things get applied. But, you know, I, I, when I wrote the first Starbucks book, I was getting letters from artists, you know, these creative types saying, I've used the principles in the creation of my art. Well, I can really tell you, I never for a moment thought I was writing a book for artists. But I have always been writing books for business leaders. And I've been writing books with the understanding that certain principles apply to the human condition. Human beings, as a rule, want, as you described it, flawless products. We do. We want them delivered exactly as we want them on our terms, not having to go through hoops and, you know, pathways to make it convenient for, you know, the dentist to deliver the service unto us. And we want all of that packaged in an environment of caring. Those are the simple truths. I don't care if you're in Russia or, you know, you're in, in uh, uh, Pennsylvania, you know, it's going to be true to human beings across borders. And it's been true across time. It's been true across industries really viable business principles extend across those boundaries. Um, I think there are definitely trends and there are techniques and strategies that are only applicable to dentistry and should be only used in dentistry and shouldn't be overextended. But I think what we're talking about in terms of delivering a connection to human beings, you know, Howard Schultz, when you mentioned Starbucks, you know, in conversations with him, he used to say, we're not in the coffee business. We're in the people business serving coffee. Mm. And I think in many like ways, that. you're in the people business serving dental solutions, right? Uh, and if you focus sense. too much on the art and craft of dentistry and not on the human being craft, I fear that sometimes you would be the best technician of dentistry in the planet but that the, your scope would be limited by the inability of your consumer base to inspire others to come to you. Because at some fundamental level, I can't judge how good a dentist you are. I, I can only go so far. I mean, if you're a bad dentist, I could probably judge that, right? But, but shades of greatness are missed on me. Uh, once you hit a certain threshold of excellence, the only thing I have left to measure you on is how you treated me as a human being and whether or not you designed the entire experience with me in mind or you in mind. Makes sense. Makes sense. I really like what you said about what Schultz was saying. It's, and I think other, other, a lot of these companies are saying very similar things like these, these taglines, which again, focus them on that, that our actual product is not the product that that's the vehicle but our, it's, it's the relationship and, and it's the customer base and, it's, and it really, really focuses on that experience. And, and also what's interesting, a lot of our dentists get worried about corporate dentistry. I'm sure you heard about this. And, and the, you know, and, and worried that that, that, that would kind of impinge on, on, on their ability to succeed. And that they're the only ones that can take these principles and apply them because of their scale. And that's not true. Like you said, an artist can, can do it. An individual can do it. It's all relationship. And back to you know, Airbnb, you were saying earlier about the reviews. Everything is dictated on reviews. When you're searching for a dentist online, you're looking for reviews. I mean, I'm doing it too. We're all doing it. What is Google saying? What is Yelp saying? And that's where I'm going. And you got to be able to, to encourage that. And, and, and maintain that. You know, one of the questions I have for you as well, and, I, and by the way, I, I want everybody, in a moment, we're going to 
mention your book, how you can get it. It just right off the press, just came out. And I want to, I want to get you there, but I want you to tell, tell me a little bit, Joseph, on how, what a dentist can learn in this book and what they can apply, such as some of the things we were talking about is about generative referrals or or that feedback. What are some things that, you know, you, you think kind of thinking about the book can be applicable, they could be studying and applying? Sure. So I think there are there are skills needed to deliver great customer experiences. And I think those skills come across the way you design and leverage your people, your process and technology. So it'd be my hope that in reading the book, you would be more aware of what you need to do to leverage your people, process and technology. People, process, technology. They, to, to really create the experience that the core customer segments you're trying to appeal to are interested in. Um, so once you kind of say, okay, these are the core customers, the ones that I really, you know, make 80% of my profit based on these types of customers, then how do I look through the lens of my business, empathizing with their experience? So not thinking about it from my side of the chair, but from where they sit in the office and really kind of walking through that through a very thoughtful journey of that customer throughout the business. And then how do I say, okay, when are the moments that matter most? So we spend a goodly amount of time suggesting that, you know, that the journey with a patient is a relationship that lasts a long time and you don't have to execute every single moment flawlessly. What you have to do is execute certain moments flawlessly. And those moments tend to be arrival experiences. They tend to be periods of transition where I'm kind of left in the lurch and I'm not sure what's going on. And somebody needs to take me from one place to the next, whether that's from the waiting room out and back to the chair or, you know, any number of places to a greater awareness of my insurance benefits. It can be anything. Uh, But there are moments where we're going from one state to another state and we need to make sure that we don't lose the customer in that place, that the patient in that place. So it's it's transitions and it's the it's the departure. I am so amazed. I mean, I have fabulous dentists and all kinds of great procedures have been done over the course of my lifetime, but frequently one of the most disappointing things is how I'm treated at the end. I mean, uh, I'm often greeted really well, but frequently I'm not treated with the same warmth and the dis- departure experience that I had in the arrival experience. There's no call to sequel. There's no, we value you even after you paid us kind of messaging. So, you know, I think there's going to be all of that in the book, hopefully for people who are inclined to try to laser focus on improving the patient experience from the patient's vantage point. And what I love about your book and the Michelli experience essentially is how it's not too academic. I mean, it is academic, cited research, but it, it, it's applicable. It's great for a leader to take this, and this is a playbook. So many of our dentists that I speak to, they have one of your books that it's like the map. And it's like, we follow this, and it creates a strategic framework to work on. Too many dentists are tactical, meaning you're spending day-to-day putting out fires. And I think what you do so well bringing to the table all your books is it helps you step back. It helps you see a broader perspective. You're, you're seeing the entire tree, not just the branches. And you can make better decisions, okay, that can you know, not be worth thousands, but hundreds of thousands, if not millions to a dental practice if you apply this and put this into play. And so I really wanna encourage everybody, this is, this is a really exciting book because it's, you know, you're, you're, you're evolving in your research uh, Dr. Michelli, in, in terms of now, I mean, of some of these really innovative companies. I mean, Ritz-Carlton's been around for a while. 
great, great thing to, to, to research. Mercedes has been around for a while, but this is really cutting edge stuff and where things are moving into, you're mentioning AI, you're mentioning the, the way to look at, what was it, people, process, and technology uh, and technology yeah. you've got to have those under control you got to have those thought out and how those are influencing the patient experience so where so this book is everywhere amazon barnes and nobles whatever where where should they go give me some some pointers you, yeah you know, wherever they want to go to buy it it really is i consider any good bookstore a bookstore that has the book and i think pretty much should everybody should be having the book uh, out there now uh, 800 ceo read is one of my favorite locations and okay. you know i will make sure that we create a, a great offer for for folks who come to us through you so if they just go to 800 ceo read uh slash airbnb uh, you'll find the book there. It'll have a special offer and people can just put in the code thanks, T-H-A-N-K-S, thanks. Uh, and we'll make sure they get a special deal uh, on pricing of the book and make sure an autographed copy goes their way as well. Oh, wow. And I'm going to, so just, you know, I'm putting this everywhere. We're going to put this under the video. If you're watching this on YouTube or whether you're listening to our podcast channel or on iTunes or Android on, on the website, we'll be getting it out there so you can get, uh, the special book and and the and, and I'm sure a limited time limited amount of, of of autograph copies are available. That's always great to have. So take advantage of that, Dr. Michelli. Thank you so much for coming on. And it, it's been a while, and I'm going to make sure we see much more of you because you are a gift to not just the business arena but to dentistry as well. Uh, because this really is so so important that dentists uh, get to. Um, communicate and well let me just give me a 30 seconds to say how great you are I really am so grateful for what you do I mean I think at a very practical level trying to get and improve and elevate an entire industry and really being a thought leader in that space is particularly important and I'm, I'm grateful I, I've watched you as you've kind of stood up this particular concept and how well you've done at helping people so I'm very grateful I look forward to all future opportunities we can forge together thank you we hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.